this is Amy Kathleen, and thanks for listening to Collective Light Podcast. I am so excited because today, not only is our first episode, but I get to introduce you to one of my absolute favorite people in this world. Her name is Mandy, and she's phenomenal. The reason she's so great, I've been trying to figure out the best way to describe her to you and introduce you to her, but basically, if you could just bottle up some sunshine. That's her. It's just, I'd say it's that plain and simple, but it's not because she is just one of the most hopeful, joyful, optimistic people I love, and it just radiates. And she can light up a room faster than anyone. And I know that you're going to fall in love with her just how I have. Mandy and I met at college, and we didn't even realize how intertwined our lives would become later on. In separate ways, we both landed in Shreveport, which is where we live in Louisiana. And we met again and reconnected back in 2006. And we got to know each other better, became really good friends. And uh, honestly, it wasn't until years later when it was our boys that brought us together in a way that we could have never planned or anticipated. And she totally surpassed the friend status and her family has now become family to us. We are just that close and she is one of the smartest people I know and she brings so much wisdom and light and I think you're going to get so much out of our conversation today. So I can't wait for you to meet her. Here we go. Mandy, you're here and we're doing this. This is exciting. This is the first episode and I can't believe that we're getting to do this and I just, I really appreciate, you know, you being here and helping me start this. Well, I'm so excited to be your first podcast guest and I'm so excited to share the stories of my kids and just our friendship. So thank you for inviting me. Great. Yes, absolutely. I think there's going to be a beautiful ripple effect that happens here and I can't wait to see how many people are helped from that. So with this podcast, we're going to talk about usually three main topics. The different guests, the different episodes that we'll have will kind of fall into one of three different places. One of those is just the importance of friendship and that deep connection that you have when you can connect with people on a level where, you know, the real community bonds start. And then another one is going to be, you know, our out-of-the-box kids. I think that I always say, I think there's more kids outside of the box than actually in the box. And so it just takes a lot of figuring things out, getting to know other moms and dads who are in the same place and coming together to forge your way through. So that'll be a big part of it. And the last part is going to be interviews with women who have pursued their passions and being able to see the inspirational stories that have come through their perseverance, their struggles, and just the effect that they've been able to have on the community around them. So I have invited Mandy because she is one of my dearest friends and she really really does um, play a part in all three of these different topics in one way or another. It's going to be neat because Mandy has decided to be a part, kind of a pop-in host, I guess, if you will, is the best way to put it, which is great, which means I feel like it takes some of the pressure off me to have a a good friend that will come in and do this with me. But uh, one of our common threads that has just brought us together closer than we ever imagined or anticipated actually doesn't have to do with our friendship or our past, but our boys and the path with our boys. Mm -hmm. And um, I get a little um, emotional when I share this story because it's, it's your children, it's your family. But um, I think so much can be learned from Asher's story that I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you asked me to talk about it. So Asher, now my seven-year-old, but when we started the preschool pathway and we knew he had a delay in speech, but 
Um, we were in speech therapy. We did all the right things and followed the rules mm -hmm. that, you know, people tell you to do in early steps. And, you know, we went through the motions and then we started to do a typical preschool where um, where we realized typical setting was just not going to work for Asher. He started isolating himself. Um, he had problems connecting with children because he couldn't communicate well, and he felt comfortable when he isolated himself. So he would find ways to get himself in timeout, actually. That is just, uh, that, it's so sad. And I do remember those days with Asher. And I remember, you know, you calling and us having conversations and, and doing the thing where moms are, okay, well, I know you've had lots of ups and downs with Luke. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And, and I felt bad because I was like, I've, I haven't dealt with anything like that. I haven't seen that before. And, and it hurt my heart for Asher, but, you know, what did you, what did you come to find out in those really kind of early years? What, did you have a particular aha moment? Well, and you know, it's funny um, that you should ask that because I really didn't. Asher was my first child, and so I did not have anything to compare to except for friends' children and only had a few friends with children at the time. And it took an outsider. It took me seeing him struggle. It took an outsider to come in. I had just chalked it up to, oh, he's an introvert. He's a late bloomer. And then it took an expert to come in and say, no, um, it, he's going to time out on purpose. This is an easier, it requires less of him, requires less effort for him to get himself in trouble so he can go to time out. And it wasn't until somebody actually told me that and I went and visualized it with that frame in my head that I was like, that is what's happening. So it sounds like that was an escape mechanism. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And um, and I did not realize that it was preventing him from connecting with other children, from connecting with his teachers. And it wasn't until we could overcome him trying to escape that he could actually start learning and connect with others. And he just needed someone to teach him and to give him the tools to connect with others. So the first thing that I, that I would like to tell parents that have an out-of-the-box child that is trying to escape from relationships with other children is fight for them. Um, and, and don't give up hope if it seems hopeless and it might be a long journey. Um, and the next thing we did was start looking at what other options are available. So we started exploring all, and I reached out to you at that at that time, because you had six right. services going for Luke at the right. time. We had lots of different things going on. And, and again, just trying to go into that, figure it out. And so whenever you were going around, I know at one stage with us and Luke, I always said I was in the hunt for the right fit for him. And we've done that a few different times. And you had lots of different questions that you're, you know, you're going through and, and retelling your story and retelling your story and trying to describe your child that doesn't fit into any any other description of a child that age? How did that work for you when you were going around to the different places? And then how did you end up finding the program that where Asher's been lately? So that is a um, gut-wrenching experience to go from school to school and service to service and either be told, sorry, we can't help your child. We're not trained to help your child. He's not a fit for this program. There's a waiting list for a year before we can assess him. And it is just, um, you want to help your child now. You feel an urgency to start him on a path that's successful, but there's just not options for you. Um, we 
literally got the door closed in our face by every school that I reached out to, Montessori schools, private schools. And I'm thankful for it because Mm -hmm. they, if they could not have helped him, he didn't need to be there. We ended up getting a yes from a program that we're at now from the foundations program that Mm -hmm. we'll talk more about. And um, so then when you get your yes, then you want a plan, you know, like, how is this going to work? What do I expect? You know, is success for him? Because at the time he was nonverbal, maybe, maybe 10 words. And that's Mm -hmm. stretching. And he was how old at that age? He was three. Okay. And we had 10 words. Um, And what, remind me, because we had a delay in speech, but gosh, it feels like forever ago. Do you remember what the average amount of words you're supposed to have at that age is? Or is it you're just... Typically, a typical three-year-old is is chatting it up with everybody, right? From memory, I feel like 180. I know it's something like astronomically larger than what we had. So yeah. it was a, a deficit that I couldn't even... Um, you couldn't ignore it anymore. I couldn't. And I couldn't wrap my head around him being that far, you know? It's so funny. You mentioned earlier that, you know, you thought, oh, he's just an introvert. And let me tell you, like, we're, we're sitting in Mandy's house now just recording this. And when I walk in to see the kid that Asher is now... Uh, it's got tears in my eyes right now. It's he is the furthest thing from an introvert. He is the friendliest, most loving, and will chat your ear off. He loves people. <laughs> he loves talking. He reads people so well, and it's I did not know that was in him. You mm-hmm. know, and I was his mama. Mm-hmm. I knew him better than anybody. And at three years old, I really thought he was happiest in a state of isolation. And it's it's scary to think about, you know. Whenever you're, when you see a child that's struggling and all you want to do is advocate for that baby, you just want to help them in every way. And you start, I think just a natural way to go is that you start to worry. What does their future look like? Will they have friendships? What will life with siblings look like? And will they be that isolated child forever? And so to, to, I guess you've said it before, but just reminding parents to have the hope and don't. Don't put your kid in a box and think, well, that's just his life. Right. Because if you just push around that next corner, which I think is what y'all have found, is if you just kind of keep pushing, you just keep advocating, amazing, beautiful things can happen that you did not expect. Right. Um, I remember probably not even six months into the program when we found a method that worked for Asher, and it is applied behavior analysis that ended up working for us. When we found that method, and I remember going to the school and Asher was waving and greeting people in the hallways, (laughs) and I was shocked. And um, he walked across the stage at kindergarten graduation. We still weren't he couldn't speak clearly, no pre-K graduation. He couldn't speak clearly yet, but he held the American flag in front of everybody and he was following directions. And it was so far from where I thought we could be at that time. And then now looking back, I'm like, man, we weren't even scratching the surface of his capabilities. Right. But if as a parent, you have to dig deep and keep keep the hope when um, when nobody else can hope for your kid. So I would just encourage you. I've learned from... Asher and now Abram, and I'm about to get you there, that um, perseverance, it just, it's in them. And we have to keep, keep the hope and keep persevering for our children, keep advocating for them, even when the situations are tough. It does have light at the end of the tunnel and it it does get better. It is scary. It is, it is absolutely a, a scary thing, especially when you don't have any, any hard answers. I feel like so many times with our journey, and I know that you do with your journey too, is that you almost feel like you're throwing jello at a wall and seeing if something will stick. If you could just get some piece of the puzzle figured out, that it would, it, it's just a relief. And 
talking about him holding the flag and being on stage and being able to have his little preschool graduation, that was a huge step for him. And I feel like so many other parents out there who have these out-of-the-box kids can relate that we it's almost a, a blessing that we get to experience that a lot of other parents may not necessarily, and that's the small wins, right? When your child can do something that you never thought, that could be riding a bike. You know, that could, they could be walking. I mean, I, Facebook keeps bringing up the memory of Luke's first steps, and gosh, it took us so long to get there, you know? Yes. It's just those little wins that are, everyone gets excited about them, but sometimes you have to look at, the bright side, even though we're going through this really hard journey that um, is is taxing and it's emotional and it's and it's all the feels, that that's the beauty of what we get that maybe not every other parent gets. So I'm saying that out there just to kind of give parents hope. Yes, and it does. It makes you. It changes your attitude to gratitude. You really are grateful for every advancement you see your child makes, and then it gets to a point where you're seeing you see steps. I mean, they're growing and growing and your attitude doesn't change. You're still grateful. It it makes you a stronger person. It produces perseverance in you. It builds character. Your kids see that you can do hard things and they know they can do hard things. It translates to them. And then it just overall builds strength in your family. If you just, I mean, the first part is hard. If, if you're going through that now, stick it out, guys. It really does get better. It and keep the hope and find people to surround yourself with mm-hmm. that encourage you, that have been there before, that can give you hope. Um, Amy, probably now's a good time to say, to tell them about your website or, or the Facebook page that, you know, if yeah. they need hope, reach out to us. No, that's actually, um, that's, I'm glad you plugged that because that's one of the things that we want to create here with Collective Light. Collective Light is not just a podcast. We're using the podcast to honestly create a boundless community. And that community is going to bring so many different walks of lives together. It's going to be women who are dealing with lots of different things or working through different things in life. And the, the big reason behind it is we're all dealing with stuff. Everybody's got their thing or things. Mm-hmm. And if we can find a place and a common ground to come together where you can have open and honest conversations and connect with other women, that's what we want. We want to be able to become a community that is a resource that provides hope and inspiration and empowerment and encouragement to women that just need it. So right now, that's going through a a Facebook page that we've created. It's called the Collective Light Community on Facebook. It is a group. It's not the page. And, uh, and I'm going to have a link to that in the, in the show notes to kind of help people get there. But, I'm excited about that for the podcast because in that community, we're going to be able to talk to, you know, you, the listeners on what is it that's important to you? What do you want to hear? What struggles are you experiencing with your child? And, and maybe just through like mine and, and your experience, Mandy, the, the professionals that we've been exposed to that hopefully we can have on here. Right. But it'd be so great to have questions from that community and a place for others to, you know, connect because, you know, you said it so great the other day is that your struggles make you a resource, right? So that is one thing um, we are going to talk about the importance of connection. But one of the, the people that need your connection, once you make it through a struggle, once you see that their your struggle can produce success, I encourage you to turn around and take somebody's hand and get them that are going through the same struggle that you faced right through the same situation that 
gives so much encouragement to the people going through the hard times and it brings blessings to you. And you didn't even, and that might not be your, your goal is not to receive blessings. I know my goal is not to receive blessings, but it just produces so much joy to see someone else succeed in the same thing that you struggled with. Yeah. I've heard you, I mean, just to kind of sum all that up, the the way that I've heard you explain this before that I think is, is just such a, a perfect way to go about it is explaining that struggles, you know, do make you a resource. That really just lets you be able to offer hope to others and the opportunity to give back that gives you that chance to have those blessings. Like you just mentioned, you know, blessings come to you in ways that you didn't really expect or imagine or even desire, but it feels so good when you know that you've been able to help someone else because of what you've been through. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know, we know that, you know, connections are a big part of this podcast and this Facebook group that we put together Um, for the, for those that are out there, who have that kind of passion inside them, that kind of stirring to to move forward in a, in, in a purpose that they have. And that purpose can be a variety of different things. But whenever you know a person that has that inside of them, that is just a little bit cautious in stepping forward in that, what role do you think having those deeper friendships and connections uh, can help with that? Well, I think that by... By yourself, you can make an impact. You know, if you have a conviction, if you have an idea, you can make an impact. But when you have those friendships and connections with others, your impact is, it just gets bigger. It's the collective light is kind of what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to have a connection to make a giant impact. If you're going to be a world changer, you have to take the world with you and connect with the world. So I I think that. that is that is one of the main ways or one of the main reasons that I think people have to be connected. That's so true. And it's, and that's a big thought. I mean, say that again. What did you say? You said to to be a world changer, you have to take the world with you. You have to connect to the world. Ah, okay. That is a Mandyism that we are definitely going to write down in your little (laughs) reminder book somewhere, because that is just so great. But you know what, to make a world changer, sometimes I can think, Like, that's just, wow, I can't, how am I going to impact the world? But one thing I always go back to is going, you know what? The only thing I have control of, not that I even have control of it, is me and my five. Your reactions. It's my reactions, yes. And also just that, you know, your your family around you. Like, it starts with your household. Yes. And so, but that, again, starts that ripple effect that does let those bigger things happen that may happen in in your day and time, it may happen in generations to come, but it all starts uh, with with linking up with the right people. Gosh, I think that's just so great. And it is really important to have those relationships uh, and and build and work at those relationships that are are the kind of people that you want to uh, do life with. I always say like, I want the kind of friendships and relationships that inspire me, like inspirational friendships. Mm -hmm. But here's something that I was talking about the other day to Michael, and it seems like everything that we have in life, it takes work. Like nothing is easy. And I think that goodness, I mean, friendships are right there along with it. So, you know, what do you think about that? I mean, we know, we all know that we're running 90 to nothing, you know, everybody and everybody has their own thing. Everyone is dealing with their stuff. So in a day and time when it's so hard to make those connections with other women that you actually want to be around more. Like what, what have you found to be successful in trying to make that work? Um, I think you have to make it a priority. You know, it's, it might sound funny, but it's scheduling the time that you need to put 
you have to schedule and make your friends a priority. And the payoff when you do that Mm -hmm. is so rewarding. Like, Mm -hmm. remember how hard it was to plan a a girl's trip in Baton Rouge when we tried to, you know, our four core friends Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. that really encourage and that we need to be rooted with. Right. Um, we tried for, gosh, how long to get a girl's trip? I don't know. And I know that we, so that was a few years ago and we kept thinking like, oh, a beach trip or here or there. And you know, we ended up in our friend's backyard in a pool for a weekend, but it was the best weekend ever. And that was years ago. Right. But the funny thing is, you know, we're trying to do that same trip again. And we've been trying to plan since I think December, but then life got in the way. And then this epidemic has gotten in the way (laughs) and who knows when we're going to be able to schedule it, but like you have to. And it's not easy because you think about it's not just your sacrifices to be able to go and have some quality time with others and build that connection. It's sacrifices with your husband, your family. Like that's a lot of coordinating that has to happen. It is. Um, And But the time missed out, you know, those sacrifices that we did make, it made such an impact. It really did. We all had things that we needed to work through. And that Mm -hmm. time of reflection with each other Mm -hmm. just got us to take the next step. You're right. And it's so funny that, you know, when I look back at that weekend, I don't necessarily think about those like, you know, intense, deep conversations, because in all honesty, it was a lot of laughing. It was a lot of fun. But those nuggets of time that we have where we actually got to dive deep into a couple things that people were dealing with, goodness, and the months to come, I have chills right now just (laughs) thinking about like what came of that. And, and again, it's, it's not easy. It's been years since we've done that and just trying to be, to be intentional. Right. Be intentional, I think is a, is a good point. You have to be intentional and make the time for your friends. You really do. I um, Well, soon you're going to have to make time for your family because I think at any given moment, your three kids are going <laughs> to burst into this room that we have hold ourselves up in. Yes. But my I children am... will be the reason for edits, I'm sure. Uh, well, you know, that's, that's what YouTube's for. <laughs> all those YouTube lessons teaching me how to do things. Um, I, I get real excited when I think about the future of where this podcast is going. Yes. What are your thoughts? Um, I am not shocked. Um, she, AK is probably more shocked than I will ever be. I knew that she had something big inside of her to share, and I am so excited to see where this goes. So I'm not shocked. It, it feels like it happened overnight, literally. It feels like it happened in a week. It probably did happen nearly in a week. It was really fast. So, but I think it's just because it's meant to be. And so, um, and I'm also not shocked that she already has really amazing, inspirational oh. ladies that are already lined up and have agreed to speak to you. So there's a, there's, there's wisdom ahead. That's, that's, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yes, you're the not shocked one. I'm still a little, you know, reeling in that this is actually <laughs> happening right now. And, but you're right. We have so many great guests already lined up. Like people, I'm like, I seriously think they're going to tell me no. They're going to think I'm insane. This person barely even knows me. And they're like, yes, absolutely. I'd love to. That sounds fen- phenomenal. And I'm like, well, I guess when it's that easy, it's meant to happen. That's and, right. and one of the things, um, that gosh, the, the, the lineup is amazing. And I can't wait to tell y'all more. I will, I will fill you in more, but one of the things I know the conversations that you and I will have and, and kind of continuing forward is highlighting more about like the program that our kids are in. And I know there's lots of parents who are just seeking out good quality information and where can they get their hands on it? Because you just can't always trust that Google machine. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, I know we're going to be highlighting that parenting conference that we're trying to make happen this summer, which I think is going to end up going virtual, which 
that's actually a good thing. I think that gives us an opportunity to reach a lot more parents yes. than we would have if we just had it, you know, here here locally. Yes. Yeah, so look for more information soon. About I think that. so. Yeah. We yeah. had a meeting this this. Gosh, was that this week? Everything <laughs> is a blur. It's a COVID blur is what we're living <laughs> yes. in. And then we have uh, this this parenting conference is our way to honestly kind of test the ground and, and really try to put together a more all-inclusive, bigger conference that will help everyone from uh, parents, teachers, professionals, all of those and the information we're talking about. I mean, that's a that's that's going to be absolutely incredible. So the resources that will come that we are going to promote through this podcast are going to be great. And, uh, and I, gosh, it's just going to be, I get excited when I think about that. It's going to be great. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for having me as your first guest, Amy. Thank you. I couldn't think of anybody better. You just, gosh, I just, and we could go on for days because she's just that easy to talk to. But (laughs) I hope y'all have enjoyed this and I hope it's been great. But Mandy, thank you for taking the time. And we got to definitely thank um, Aaron and the kids because I really appreciate it. Will do. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Okay, bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening today. Please go over to Instagram where you can check me out. See if I'm somebody that you might want to hang out with. You can follow me at amykathleen.ak. And we definitely want you to go over to Facebook as well and find our Facebook group, the Collective Light Community, because that's where we get to meet you. And that's where we get to find out what it is that you might want to hear about next. Can't wait to connect with you there as well as on Instagram. So I'm looking forward to it. And again, I cannot thank you enough for listening to this episode of Collective Light, where we all shine a little brighter when we're together and it's a whole lot more fun.